1: Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and my guest this week as a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Damn, I wish it were Julia Roberts. Instead, it is a disc jockey. Actually, one of the last disc jockeys, Shotgun Tom Kelly. Now, he is really renowned. As I mentioned, he does have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He has won a number of industry awards. They know him in San Diego for years, and here in Los Angeles, he was on K-Earth 101 for over 10 years. And currently, he is heard nationally on Sirius XM's 60s on 6 channel. And there's other things about him that you probably don't know. Like, for instance, he built a Tonight Show set in his garage. (laughs) It's kind of a Rupert Pipkin thing to do from the movie King of Comedy. He was also raided once in a murder trial, and he hosted a kid's show as a clown back in the day. Needless to say, he has quite a few very interesting stories. You probably have seen him. He's the guy that has the Smokey the Bear Ranger hat on all the time with the beard. Yeah, that's him. So I can't get Julia Roberts, but I'm happy to say that this week I have Shotgun Tom Kelly, Hollywood and the So the first question I have to ask is. How did you first start wearing the Smokey the Bear hat? Where did that come from? You know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> asked me that. You know that. Uh, well, you know, my
0: parents, we used to go camping on a summer vacation. Okay. We used to go to the National Park, Sequoia, Yosemite. And uh, I fell in love with the Rangers and Smokey the Bear. Uh-huh. And with that hat. I remember I had a Zorro hat. And I I met a park ranger and, of course, pictures of Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so anyway, I just put the four dents in it. And so that's how I, you know, as a a kid, fell in love with the hat. How hard is it to find those? Because you seem to have a million of them. I do well. I, I had a deal with Stetson uh, for a
1: while, but uh, where I found him, you were probably the only guy who no. bought other than Rangers.
0: No, no, no. My, of course, mine's felt. Mine's a expensive hat. You know, okay, we're, we're talking seventy five dollars okay. a copy.
1: It's not so a there's hat. like a, a shotgun Myron Handle Bomb running around somewhere wearing wearing a hat like this.
0: Uh, I think it's a Georgia Highway Patrol office. Oh, okay, is what it is? Uh-huh. Uh, so I. I uh, There was a place called Christensen's Department Store in East San Diego where I lived. And that's where I bought my first Ranger hat that I decided to wear when I was at KCBQ. Because when we were at KCBQ, you remember, we all had our identities. Right. Buzz Bennett had his spurs and his chaps. And and Chuck Browning had his little hat with a cross on it. And I'm going...
1: Yeah, I had my yarmulke. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to get back into the uh,
1: Ranger hat. So that's how it started. Did that answer okay. your question? Yes, that does. What does your wife think of the Ranger hat? <laughs>
0: well, uh, do you want to know the truth? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. We, just last weekend, uh, we were uh, going to see a friend of ours. Uh, Frank Anthony used to be one of the Rich Brothers. Right. And he uh, he's, he's in a band. And so Linda and I were just getting ready to leave to go see Frank play his guitar in this band. Uh-huh. And so I put my hat on and Linda goes, Hey, you're not wearing that hat, are you?
1: <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I will wear
0: it. No, no, this is not about you. It's about Frank. Come on. We're we're gonna see Frank and so let's uh let's put the hat away. So instead of putting the hat away, I put it in the car, okay? So anyway we got to Grossmont Center where Frank and his band was. And by the way, he's very good on on guitar. Okay. Uh so anyway we get there and we see Tony Pepper, okay?
1: And I'm without my hat. Tony Pepper is a one of my colleague best, of yours. Yeah, one of my yeah. best friends. Okay.
0: And uh, he says, where's the hat? I said, well, Linda won't let me wear it. What? You go out there and get that hat right out of your car right now. <laughs> I said, well, I can't do it, man. I don't care. Go get it right <laughs> now. Grounds for divorce, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I said, well, you got to talk to Linda. She don't want me to wear the hat because it's all about Frank. And he goes, I'll take care of Linda. You get that hat right now. So I got the hat. I walked in. Uh, we were at a restaurant, Mexican restaurant. Uh, and so I walked in, and and uh, Linda's going, hey, what's with that? I told you no hat. And Tony goes, hey, let me tell you something, Linda. You know that house you own? Yeah. It's because of that hat. How about that car? It's because of the hat. And he's here to see Frank, and Frank wants Shotgun Tom here, so he's wearing the hat.
1: All right. By the way, you should know, you he know. came in today wearing the hat.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you have that same voice when you were seven years old? No, I didn't, Ken. <laughs> um, you know, when I was 10 years old, uh, my mom, I came home
0: from school. And you heard this when I was getting my start on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. Uh, Now, I'll I'll capsule this. uh, But um, my mom's a big radio fan. She was listening to Kogo Radio. And this guy... He's in San Diego, by the mm -hmm. way. He grew up in San Diego. Right, grew Mm -hmm. up in San Diego. So anyway, I was going to Catholic school, uh, St. John of the Cross, Lemon Grove. So I came home, and my mother was listening to Frank Thompson on remote uh, in Lemon Grove. And he's putting people on the air. So uh, my mom says, hey, uh, Tommy, uh, there's a gentleman... uh, uh, b- doing a broadcast uh, just in, just down the way here, and he's putting people on the air. Why don't you go down and see? if He'll put you on the air. So I said, "Okay, mom." Now, see, see Ken, I didn't know anything about radio.
1: Uh-huh. I didn't know what I wanted. Still, to you probably had a tan, a deeper voice than than the announcer did. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, I went down, and i in fact, I'll imitate the announcer, who became a very good friend of ours. Uh so I went down there and I saw Frank Thompson in the Kogo Mobile Unit and uh I was I was fascinated as you were you know mm-hmm. with two turntables and a microphone and so I saw him on the air and I was just looking through the window my. Nose is pressed against the glass. I was so fascinated, and he saw that, and he says, "It's Frank Thompson on KOGO. We have a young man uh, here. Come on in, young man. The Kogo Mobile Studio. What's your name? Oh, my name is Tom. <laughs> oh, what school do you go to, Tom? <laughs> I go to St. John of the Cross Catholic School. Well, Tom, I've got four tickets to see the L.A. T-Birds when you come to town, or when they come to town. Uh-huh. Congratulations! So I thought I just won a million bucks, man. <laughs> and so I'm watching him. Roller yeah. derby tickets. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What's the, what's the chick's name? that we used to watch on TV on Channel 5. Ooh, uh, Judy. From, Judy. Uh, do you remember Judy Mo,
1: was like Chichi Mul Downey yeah, and, yeah, and to, all these yeah, people. Yeah, I don't remember to, anyway,
0: most of the names. They were but, all coming to town. Uh-huh. So I was thrilled to see that. So I went home. And I built my own little radio station in my bedroom. Uh, And that started me off. I know
1: you didn't ask that question. Well, that's okay. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're going where we're going. That's right. You know, radio at the time used to be live. Every station had live announcers. And so we could all learn our craft by going out of town and working smaller stations. What are some of your earliest uh, stops along the way? Well, my first station... uh,
0: I started hanging around stations, you know. After I saw Frank, Mm -hmm. and he was at a middle of the road station. Kogo was kind of like a KMPC, KSFO type station.
1: Sinatra and Eddie. Yeah, but I wanted to
0: to go into a rock and roll station, so I went into Radio KDO in Fletcher Hills. They were they were uh, playing rock, and so uh, they let me in. And I was watching the jocks on the air, you know, uh, Ray Willis and Sonny Jim Price. Sonny Jim Price was the program director. And I was 13 years old at that time. And so he says, hey, I want to add this uh, record. Uh, KHJ has not added it yet. And nobody in the country has added this record. So I want to be the first radio station in the country to add this record. And I need a teenager's opinion. So anyway, he pulled me in his office. And I'm in the program director's office, Uh Jim Price. And so he played the record. And he said, well, what do you think of that song? I said, Mr. Price, I really like it. He said, okay, I'm going to add it. It was the mamas and the papas in California dream. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's a great story. It is. That's a a great story. story.
0: Yeah. So anyway, after that, he hired me as an intern. Okay. So now I was working, that was my first radio job, not on the air. Right. So anyway, George Manning was uh, working there weekends, and he was program director at KPRI, which played, you know, Sergio Mendez in the Brazil uh-huh. 66. Now, this is 1966. He said, how would you like to work Sunday mornings? I said, are you kidding me? I'd love to be on the air. So he put me on the air Sunday mornings, and, that and by then voice. you had that voice. Uh, I tried to have that voice because yeah. I was imitating Frank yeah. and Ray Willis, who had those voices, yeah. you know. And uh, I could
1: imitate them; it's not the same thing. Yeah. Well, I
0: <laughs> I, I started imitating them anyway. That's that was my first job, uh, KPRI FM, and as, as you know, FM stations back
1: then, no one listened to FM. Back no, well, in they didn't have a Sixties. You
0: would uh, go out in your car and it was AM radio only. Right. So anyway, uh, do you want me to continue on my? No, track? you know.
1: I'm I want to go up to Bakersfield, where not only were you on the air, okay. but you did a little TV. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did a a TV show, yeah. a kid show. I did. Where you were Nemo the clown. That's right. That's one of your f- favorite stories. Yes, yes. And one of Tony Pepper's favorite T- stories. Tell me the
0: uh, okay the Nemo the clown story. Okay, I was uh, working at Caffey. And uh, I was doing afternoon drive uh, Monday through Friday and then, uh, KERO channel 23, uh, wanted to do a kid's show on Saturday morning called, uh, prize party with Nemo, the clown, but they didn't have anybody to play a clown. Mm -hmm. Well, man, I was, I was looking to get into TV, you know? Right. And, (laughs) and I think you were working at Kern. Yeah, yeah. I might've been. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I became Nemo the clown. You traumatized so many kids in I really Bakersfield. Did. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was just uh, so anyway, it's live. This is a live program right. on KERO Channel 23, the ABC affiliate Time Life Broadcast in Bakersfield. Okay. And so uh uh I was Nemo the clown, and I and we had we had kids on the show, right? You know, and so I brought a kid up, and hey, here we have a young man here, and uh, this kid, t- I can't remember what he said. He says, "Well, Nemo, did you know this, that, and the next thing?" I said, "Well, of course, Nemo ain't stupid. I knew that." <laughs> <laughs> that's one of your favorites.
1: Nemo ain't stupid. Nemo, <laughs> This is an expression my wife and I have used <laughs> for the last 40 years. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to step on your foot. Oh, subject. no, no. But, uh, you know, my wife will say, so do you know how to get to uh, Shotgun Tom's house? And I'll go, Nemo ain't stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we Isn't use it, it all the time. To, it's great to laugh at it, you know. Uh, the other thing, so you go back to San Diego, and how old were you when you actually went back to your old hometown as well, a top 40 disc jock? You were on well, KGB yeah, back KG, in Yeah, I wanted days. to be a boss
0: jock. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. I think we all did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Because we all love the real Don Steele, Robert W. Morgan. Right. Uh, and... Uh, Everybody on Cage J. So, uh, and I loved all the boss shocks on, uh, on KGB in San Diego. You had Steve J, so many great guys, Tom Mall, mm-hmm. you know. When well, I was in Bakersfield at Caffey. there was a job opening at KGB, 136 KGB, Boss Radio. And so I sent a tape in, and Charlie Van Dyke was the program director. And so he called me. I mean, we, I, I, I'd never talked to him before. Listened to him many times on KFRC when right. he was the morning yeah. guy.
1: Voice um, even deeper than yours. Oh, ha- yeah. deeper than You're every- Minnie Mouse oh, compared yeah, to I'm Charlie a, Van I'm a preliminary Dyke's. boy yeah. compared to him.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, uh, I get this phone call from Charlie Van Dyke, and of course I know who he is. And uh, I said, hello? <laughs> yeah, this is Charlie Van Dyke. You know, is this uh, <laughs> Shotgun Tom Kelly? I said, yeah. He said, well, I got your tape. And I think it sounds a little too good. Oh, really? Yeah. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. For the next two weeks, I want you to do really good shows on Caffey. And I'm going to come up and listen. I'm not going to tell you what day, but I'll be up there. So you better do good shows. I want to see if this is for real. So, man, I was scared. I'm going, wow. (laughs) When's he going to come up? So anyway, a week later, I see him standing out the window. Because everybody knows what he looks like. Right. For the boss there. He had the little Van Dyke goatee. Uh Very thin guy. And there was Charlie Van Dyke standing outside the radio station, and he said, "Let's go out to dinner." Went out to dinner, and we had a nice conversation, a lot of great chit chat. And he said at the end of dinner, he says, uh, "Shotgun, how bad do you want to go to uh, KGB in San Diego?" And I said, "Charlie, more than anything in this world." And he
1: extended his
0: hand, and he said.
1: Welcome to KGB. Wow, great story. (laughs) So you're in San Diego, and you're KGB, and eventually you go to KCBQ. Mm -hmm. Now, you set up a Tonight Show set. Yeah, I did. In your garage. Yeah, you did one of them. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, And you would, like, have people come over, and and they would, would do those shows. Today, you know, you put them on YouTube. You'd have your own YouTube channel. You'd yeah. actually be broadcasting. But there was a time when it caused you some problems when, what, the FBI raided no. your house? No, no. no
0: see, what, what happened? See, there? I did 26 Tonight Shows. I built a Tonight Show set in my garage. Right. Multicolored curtains. But, but when you did your show, it was, uh, I was just starting out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I believe you sang "The uh, Ladies of the Tramp"
1: or something like I, that. I think, think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, a tape does not exist of that. I by know. The I wished it did. Uh, uh, I'm I, glad it doesn't. Thank oh, you. Oh, I'm gonna find it one of these days, and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna terrorize you, Ken.
0: Anyway, uh, by the way, you did a great job on that. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. As I recall, eat your heart out, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I uh, I eventually uh, built the setup to really look like the Tonight Show, and we did uh, on your show. It was one camera shoot but then as i worked at the television station kusi doing a kid show i used to con uh you know con the guys into
1: uh uh let me uh, have a yeah, two camera two camera i mean this was very elaborate yeah it was yeah i had a boom well first this is like it- that martin scorsese king of comedy movie several people have brought that up to uh-huh me. Uh, but anyway <laughs> I uh, wonder why. now
0: i know yeah so anyway uh now i got the multicolored curtains and. Uh, I- you can come out and do your monologue, and I uh, got the desk and the and the, ch- the guest chair and the, and the couch and the backdrop. I mean, it really looks like the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, to answer your question, I asked the uh, chief of police, Bill Collender, and I asked uh, the sheriff of San Diego County, uh, Sheriff John Duffy, to come out and do a show. Now, I wanted John Duffy to do the Johnny Carson Uh, character, okay, and uh, Collander, the chief of police, was going to be a guest, and of course, I'm Ed McMahon.
1: (laughs) And now, (laughs) you're not even the star of your own Tonight Show? No, no, no. Okay. And
0: now, here's Johnny! (laughs) Johnny, uh, you know, the sheriff. Sheriff John Mm Duffy. And he was very funny. Now, you've seen that show.
1: Yes, I have. And you've got to admit,
0: now, you're a comedy...
1: Yeah, no, no. That guy wrote it. For a police chief, that guy was a riot he was yeah you know he held for laughs you don't usually see that with law enforcement officers that was one take okay so how'd you get in trouble okay so anyway uh it became a
0: cult favorite of both departments their bosses doing a make-believe tonight show right it was out there for about seven years well here's how i got in trouble to answer your question uh johnny rogers uh He was a Heisman Trophy winner from the Chargers. Okay. Okay. He was in jail for pulling a gun on a cable guy. Okay. Okay. So he wanted to get out of jail. So he heard that uh, there was this investigation that uh, the state attorney general's office uh, had taken it away from the sheriff and the San Diego Police Department. And now they're investigating these murders because they thought Sheriff John Duffy and Chief Police Bill Collender was protecting their vice officers because these prostitutes were being murdered in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the Homicide Task Force had a warrant. They came well, first of all, before the warrant, they came over, and I, I'm very proud of these shows. Right. I showed them the Sheriff John Duffy show. Uh-huh. And they said, oh, well, there's, you know, he." they were told that one of the dead prostitutes was on the show. Oh. That's, that.
1: But this became, in San Diego, like headline news, yep. wasn't it? Now remember, that they raided your house and they took they, all your tapes? Yes, and they did. I was doing
0: a children's show on KUSI. <laughs> <laughs> a dead prostitute in yeah, Nemo's yeah. house. Well, you know, I, uh, I always wanted to be on the front page of paper. On yeah. the paper. You've seen the headline, 750 tapes seized in murder probe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gee, my niece! so anyway, how uh, many
1: years did you serve? <laughs> no, I didn't serve any in fact, uh
0: they raided my house and uh you know it was wonderful. all the t v stations were doing stand ups in front of my house, you know, uh. <laughs> Paul Bloom came and did a crime watch right in. I had him on the set and all that stuff and uh and so anyway, uh, they did all these things, and uh uh, you kept they- your kids show job. I had to get an attorney because I didn't have those prostitutes on the show. Yeah. There, were, there, were no, there were no women on that show. Uh-huh. But Johnny Rogers said that I had shown the Homicide Task Force another tape and that, that I was hiding the tape. Uh, that, that man,
1: the you deal. can't trust these Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, exactly. What the hell is going on? So anyway, on? no,
0: it, they they uh, they took a year. And the, uh, stated now on the back of the paper, the state attorney general's office said shotgun Tom's house should not have been, uh, raided, Uh, but there you go. It wasn't headlines. It was in the back. Yeah. in
1: the It always is. Okay. Uh, you introduced for the first time, um, John Lennon's imagine. Oh, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) lovely job. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about
0: that. All right. Well, this is when I was at KCBQ. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, we always want to be KHJ to the exclusives. Right. So we we went to Capitol Records and uh, which was Apple Records right. the division there, and so we said, "Hey, listen, before you give it to KHJ, give us the brand new John Lennon song, and we'll play it first. We'll do a whole promotion. Uh, we'll we'll have an armored truck." Uh, meet the PSA jet as it a, flies as a uh-huh. in the acetate, uh-huh. and we'll 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 do the whole deal. And this is before video, so it was film, right? And so we had uh, KFNB all set up, so they agreed to it because it, it's a big big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so we were going to play it uh, one day, and of course KHJ would play it the next. So that was the agreement. So anyway, we didn't know what, for a month we programmed the the fact that. KCBQ has the world exclusive Of the brand new John Lennon song You're going to hear it first Here on KCBQ And so we never knew When it was going to come in But it came in uh, And so we set up All the promotion They uh, uh, We had a a motorcycle Escort out to (laughs) Santee When it came (laughs) in And uh, there were cameras Set up on the other side Of the glass And it came in On my show Ken Uh And so anyway Rich Brother Robin Took it and he He he, he put it on cart because an acetate's got about what 10 plays, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had to get that on cart. So, anyway, he put the song on, on 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 a cart, which is a, like a tape thing you plug in. And so, gave it to my intern. My intern brings now, now you got Rich Brother Robin didn't type it on, he wrote it on. <laughs> so, give me a break, will okay. You? All right, so he wrote the title of the song on uh-huh. the cart, gave it to the intern. He comes in to me, and I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm now they're Film cameras on the other side. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, I put it in the cart machine. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, we've been telling you that we'd have the brand new John Lennon song. And today is the day. That brand new John Lennon song right here on the Shotgun Tom Kelly show on KCBQ that you've been waiting for. And I looked down to the cart and I go, Imogene. It was (laughs) Imagine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you've played that song many times yes, since. Yes. Have you ever been tempted? I had <laughs> To just go, here's Imogene. Oh, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it just as a hoot, you know. Just see if anybody was paying attention. Radio was a lot more fun back then, wasn't it?
0: You know, it really was. And that was a mistake uh, that turned out to be a funny bit. And uh, Johnny K uh, did, uh, spoke so eloquently at my star about that. And by the way, I want to thank you. Because I didn't want to be a blithering idiot when I got my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and a lot of things were happening at that time, and I've, I, I wanted somebody to write my words that I was, uh, you know, when I got up there to speak. And at the last minute, I called upon you.
1: You did not it.
0: fail me. You didn't fail me. <laughs> yeah, you got some good laughs. You wrote some great sound bites. Because that's what TV stations want. They right. don't want long, drawn-out things. They right. want sound bites. And you wrote some of the greatest sound bites. And I, and I, I just really want to
1: thank you. Oh, for that. my pleasure. You know, I got a chance to do that for you. And also, the Texas Ranger announcer, Eric Nadell, when he went into the Baseball Hall of Fame, I punched up. His speech as well. And that was really cool because I was watching it on TV and they have all the former Hall of Famers are just sitting there together, you know, two rows. And he would tell one of my jokes and it would get laughs from everybody and then they would cut. To the hall of famers and i'm going oh my god i made henry aaron laugh oh sandy koufax is laughing at one of my jokes you were so. fantastic and listen the same way happened because i cause I, I, uh, I look at the video on
0: youtube by the way you can go on youtube shotgun tom gets a star on the hollywood walk of fame and if you look real closely uh in the uh, uh, the, the area of the red rope there you are
1: yeah there i am and you're seeing me there deliver
0: those lines
1: yeah you know, and I'm, I'm, of course, laughing like, a, like an idiot. Because yeah, but I, it, how does it feel? I,
0: wanna, I, I don't want to, and you're interviewing me, but now I'm going to interview you for okay. just a moment. All right, how don't does make it, me cry. I know. Okay. How does it feel to have, you know, the
1: baseball guy and uh-huh. myself recite some of your words? You know, it's, it's great to hear the laughter. You know, I payoff. mean, for me, that's the payoff, is that the joke worked, it it got a good laugh. The the laughter, to me, is the
0: drug. Well, you know, Channel 7 used the bite where, remember the line uh, where you guys said, you know, I, uh, I, I've i been looking forward to this star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but, you know, I've been looking forward to, to meeting some rock and roll groups. And I thought maybe if I were in this business maybe 20, 30 years, I might have a chance to meet the Cal Sills. Yeah. <laughs> That got a great laugh. Yeah, and, and George Pinocchio on Channel Seven used that as a soundbite.
1: Wow, great! Yeah. All right, I made it to Channel Seven. You did, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you eventually got to K Earth K R T H in Los Angeles, which was a top rated oldie station for years and years and years. And those oldie stations generally play like the same eighty seven records over and over and over. Do you ever get sick of playing? Those same goddamn 87 records over Can you over talk that way on your podcast? Yes, I can. Yes, I was I can. trying to clean my act up. Yeah. Yes, you can. Oh, wow. Well. You can drop an F-bomb if you want. Well, I do speak fuck-a-doodle-doo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it
0: was 1997, and I was in San Diego. I never wanted to come to L.A., you know. Uh, I was very happy being, you know doing the kids' right. show in San Diego and, and working at all those great stations. I worked at every one of them. I was kind of ran, I ran out of them, uh-huh. as a matter of fact. And so I was doing TV voiceovers, you know, uh, like Van Dyke, not as much as Van Dyke, but I had a few stations around the country. And so uh, when the real Don Steele passed away, and as you know, the, you and I were big fans. Oh, of my Red God. Steel. Oh,
1: my God. I mean, that guy, we have so much respect for. Yeah. Uh, and we loved his style. I worked with him on two stations. Oh, and you got yeah. to work. I mm-hmm. never got to work yeah. with
0: him. You did. hmm I only met him about three times, oh, and that's great. Uh, I, I can't say I knew him. I did know Robert W. Morgan yeah. very well, but uh, not not Don. Don was kind of a shy guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Even when you worked with him at uh, 10Q, right?
1: Yeah, 10Q and K100. Yeah. 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 Um, he was, uh, you know, he kind of sat back and observed he had the greatest bullshit detector of anybody I ever met. That's what Don yeah. Steele tells me about yeah. him. You know, I, yeah, he uh, was amazing. But so you get that job, yeah. You know, you're taken over for the real Don Steele, and again, it must be great at first. I was but, scared but, to death, But man. after years, how many times did you play Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison? How many times did you play Sitting at the Dock of the Bay by many Otis times, Redding?
0: Many times. And I'll tell you, every time I play it, it's like I—it's like the first time. Really? That, wow. That's the mindset that I
1: use. Oh, wow. When okay. I, when I
0: play the Beach Boys, I get around. It's a first time. I'm so excited.
1: Is there I've, any song you hate? Yes. Okay.
0: <sighs> A song that I really don't like, man, that uh, we
1: five and I woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you were on my mind? That was the one you came I don't like it. that song. Yeah. I don't know, it's not bad, but I just don't like it. man. Yeah.
0: When I woke up this morning, you were on my mind.
1: Ballad of the Green Beret. Oh, that 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 one kind of does it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that one either. Yeah, there's, there's a few. The Unicorn Song. Oh God. Uh, you know. <laughs> Good morning, oh, and, and The Frankie Shine. Valley
0: thing, uh, vaudeville band. I don't like that one either. Oh, the new vaudeville band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Winchester Cathedral. See now you're getting into stuff I don't like. You know, you're bringing stuff. Well, because
1: I'm trying to. Other people don't ask you this question, no, right? No, they don't. That's okay. Why, well, that's
0: why your podcast is so great. You're going to ask me questions that other people don't ask.
1: That's right. Okay, I'm going to tell a funny story about you. Please. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm working on Aftermash, and the head writer of Aftermash was the great Larry Gelbart. Okay. And he was like the Mozart of TV comedy writers. All right. All right? So you call the office one day, and the assistant buzzes in, and Larry picks up the phone. You thought it was me picking up the phone. You get on the phone and you just go one of those, baby, one of those. Oh, yeah, B-. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I hear from Larry Gelbard who the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you better believe it, baby.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is this? So you got a <laughs> I chan- thought it was you. You, yeah, can okay. know. you got a chance to speak to the great Larry Gelbart. <laughs> now you're on Sirius XM. You're on sixty. Well, yeah, on before, 6. Before, can I, can I, you know, you did you another. You can talk about anything you, you want. You did another solid for me,
0: man. Uh, when you were uh, writing for MASH. Oh, I have two kidneys. That's okay. You, you. Uh, <laughs> when you and David were writing for MASH, uh, you let me and Bill Moffat come up to the Fox lot, and you got us on the lot, and you got us inside where they were filming, you know the half uh-huh. tents inside uh-huh. the, the soundstage. And you said, "Hey, listen, man, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta come up with thirteen jokes, uh, but I want you guys to enjoy yourself." So we actually got to watch Alan Alda and, uh, and all those guys uh, do uh-huh. scenes, and and it was great. And as a matter of fact, that was the that was they had a fire in there.
1: Oh yeah, remember? Okay, yes, that was the day <laughs> they had the fire, uh-huh. and we had to
0: everybody had to get out of there. Uh huh. But I, I all that's a wonderful
1: memory. Oh, thanks! That I will uh, yeah.
0: cherish for the rest yeah.
1: of my life. Well, thanks thank you. you. Oh, my pleasure. So, SiriusXM, XM Sixties yeah. on Six. How different is it talking to a national audience as opposed to just talking to folks in one particular city?
0: Well, it's great because I get email that I so when I was at K Earth, I couldn't really you know it was. Uh, K Earth one hundred and one Shotgun Tom Kelly. Don't forget qualify for Hawaii. Coming up next. I mean, it was short right. stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I can go sixties on six Shotgun Tom Kelly. And let me tell you something. I got this beautiful email from George in Wisconsin, and George says he listens to me every night and he loves my show. Keep up the sixties. Thank you, George, and and that kind of stuff. And I and I get to read email on the air uh-huh. where. I could never do that at King Earth. It was always pa. ba 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 ba.
1: You know, when you're on a radio station, it's always on your mind that uh, the coverage, you know, that yeah. if you're on, like on a big station yes. and you're on at night, you know, and you're in uh, San Diego yeah. and you're going, well, they can hear us in Los Angeles tonight. They can hear us down in Mexico. Well, now you're on <laughs> the entire Country, and like this podcast, is heard around the world. Yes. There's like 40% of the listeners of this podcast right. are international. That's They're right. listening in Sweden. They're listening in Kuwait. And Which is much better than uh,
0: being on a 50,000-watt <laughs> transmitter. I
1: know. It's amazing,
0: isn't it? It is amazing. And, and uh, the, the emails that I get from Canada, New York, Philadelphia, uh,
1: Colorado. Is Radio dead? Is radio as we know it, I mean, the fun that we all used to have. Are you one of the last disc jockeys? I hate to tell you this,
0: but I think it is. Yeah. Especially terrestrial radio. Uh There's too many commercials. Ken, there's too many
1: commercials. One of the reasons why Satellite has caught on. I've listened to Satellite for like 10 years, and... When I have to get my car fixed, yeah, you know, and you get a loaner and it doesn't have satellite, and you have to listen to terrestrial radio again, you're just going like, "Oh, you kidding me?" Well, we have no oh, commercials. Oh my God, we yeah. have no commercials, right? And you when, just get spoiled. When you're a subscriber to satellite
0: radio, Tony Pepper, uh, you keep you know, mentioning Tony Pepper because he Who so, is Tony Pepper? Tony Pepper's my best friend and. Uh, He's also working here in Hollywood. Uh, Tony. He's produced, an engineer, radio engineer. He produced, and he's a producer. Okay. He's a world class editor. Uh-huh. He's one, uh, you, you see some of his stuff on CNN and all those places. Anyway, the guy's really brilliant. And uh, he put it to me this way He said, You've got to realize your listeners are invested, they're paying for this service. Right. And so they don't mind hearing you talk a little bit about the song, or about them. In fact, they like it.
1: Well, enjoy listening to you, and look forward to hearing you every afternoon or evening, depending upon where you are. I'm on four in the afternoon to nine Pacific,
0: except Wednesday. Cousin Brucey's on Wednesday, so I'm on four days a week, Monday through Friday,
1: uh, four to nine Pacific, seven to midnight eastern okay and the next time you play we five you are on my mind i'm gonna laugh i laugh bet you are, laugh. I don't like that song <laughs> thanks tom
0: thank you ken you know i've always loved you and i always will and you are so
1: funny uh, <laughs> see this is why he's my guest <laughs> this is why he's my guest okay usually i don't give out you know any parting gifts but take my car
0: oh no i'm not gonna do that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good night, everybody. Shotgun
1: Tom Kelly, Hollywood and Levine. If he ever comes up with that tape of me singing Lady is a Tramp, I will kill him. Anyway, thanks so much to Shotgun Tom Kelly for being my guest this week. Also, our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister Butler, to John Wolfert, Howard Hoffman, Bruce, and Jason Miller. If you want to get in touch with me, HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com is my email. HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. I'm on Twitter, who isn't, at Ken Levine. Please subscribe if you haven't already, and I could sure use a five-star review. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.